Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Let's start with maybe the most surprising news, Josh, we have heard over the last couple days. We are recording this on Friday afternoon. As of Thursday, Jalen Ramsey. Robert Jones were both placed on injured reserve. I think we actually both expected those. However, Josh, there was one name that went on injured reserve that was queasy meter. It broke. And that is Jeff Wilson Jr. going on injured reserve. What do you think about that one? Well, the first thing I thought is, of course, right after we just released this podcast where I talked about the running back room and how, you know, everything's going to be okay. We didn't get Jonathan Taylor, but we're okay with what we have. They put Jeff Wilson Jr. on uh, you know, the IR, so what he's out for at least the first four weeks, if not longer. And when you heard what Mike McDaniel said, I mean, he made it sound like, you know, I hope to get him back or I plan to get him back by the end of the season. So Scary. he's expecting Jeff Wilson Jr. to be out for a while. We know they signed Darrington Evans. We'll talk about him a little bit for the practice squad. Sorry, the baby did not sleep in case you hear her, but she she's excited. So, um, yeah, man, I was a little bit surprised, and it just felt like egg on my face right after I got done talking about the running backs and hyping them up. You know, there's there's a lot of questions that rise with that. But one thing that kind of makes sense is you think of an undrafted rookie like Chris Brooks making the roster when you have guys like uh, Raheem Mostert, Selvan Ahmed, who have this experience in the system. Well, it makes a lot more sense knowing that, hey, Chris Brooks made the roster as kind of that Jeff Wilson replacement. And it's was it Merrick who said that Jeff Wilson kind of runs more physical than he like 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 he plays the role of bruiser even though he's not completely and Chris Brooks is going to kind of fill it and uh, play that same role but Josh uh, I don't think they're related but I'd love to get your thoughts does Jeff Wilson's injury have to do anything with Miami's pursuit of other running backs throughout the offseason I don't know it could have been I mean I, I just feel like they see an opportunity to go out there and get an elite guy for like value that they don't expect so they want to get him at their position so um, I mean, I don't know if we'll talk, even talk about it, but there are reports now that the Dolphins are ready to give Jonathan Taylor the moon, you know, pay him that upper echelon uh, running back money. So they want to upgrade the unit, but whether or not Jeff Wilson Jr.'s, you know, injury is the reason for that, I'm not sure. And then to Chris Brooks, I mean, credit, he is more almost thunder. You know, we like to talk about it. I like to talk about it. He's almost more thunder than Jeff Wilson. So it'll be intriguing to see how many goal line touches he gets, you know, how into this offense he is, but uh, let's be honest, it's now also an opportunity for Devon A-Chain to step up, you know, hoping he's healthy. It's his opportunity. Raheem Mostert got to prove he can go out there and build on what he did last season. So, uh, again, one podcast after talking about how good I felt about the running back unit, I'm kind of almost doing a complete 180 on my skateboard and, you know, going the opposite direction. I don't know how I feel now. Even though it's just a Jeff Wilson domino, now you're starting to say, damn, I can see why they wanted to bring in an elite running back. 
Yeah, you know, when you spring a leak, it doesn't matter what size it is. You're still going to be a little spooked about it. Uh, just to kind of run it back real quick, Jalen Ramsey had the meniscus repair in July. The expectation is he'll be back December. Um, we'll see if maybe he can be superhuman and come back a little sooner than that. Robert Jones has an MCL sprain, and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, expects him to miss four to six weeks, which uh, is on the shorter side when you consider IR, so that that's not awful news. And Jeff Wilson's agent, breaking news is also Drew Rosenhaus, said that Wilson is hoping to return week five against the Giants. He's dealing with a rib and pinky injury. Josh, fantasy season's in full bloom, and I'd love to get your um, get you to get the temperature of this hot take here. If you're looking for an impact player in the early few weeks, it's not Devon Achan. I I think it's going to be Selvan Ahmed, who is day-to-day with a neck injury at the moment. Yeah, I'm in a dynasty league with a buddy of mine, and he texted me today, should we put a claim in for Chris Brooks? And I said, is Selvan Ahmed available? Because he seems like he would be that next guy in line. So, um, yeah, I mean, he looked really good. So you kind of overlook him a little bit, right? Because, again, he goes out there and is just so consistent. So, yeah, Raheem Mostert, Salvin Ahmed. You had Chris Brooks is at Thunder, perhaps. Devon Achan with his speed. Maybe I do, again, feel pretty good about this running back unit. So we'll see how it all kind of falls into place. I do have written down Jalen Ramsey. Losing him was obviously a killer. You're not going to replace him at all, no matter how hard you try. And then Rob Jones, I thought he looked pretty damn good at guard. So I was intrigued to see if he could win that starting spot and if he could have an impact early on. So those two guys in particular, uh, definitely a little bit of a dagger, but the Dolphins will overcome this, right? I mean, they have to. That's what football's all about. As a result, the team had three open spots on the roster. They re-signed Justin Bethel, tight end Tyler Croft, and cornerback Perry Nickerson. Josh, three guys who all were kind of interesting throughout the preseason. Bethel mostly because the Dolphins are really struggling in terms of special teams. They really lost a lot of those, I hate to say the bottom of the roster guys, but those guys who will fill in and be special teams guys. So Bethel is someone who was active for 17 games last season. He had one interception and he is entering his 12th NFL season. Uh, You know, the Dolphins do have a few cornerback uh, injuries they're dealing with, uh, but Bethel genuinely feels like a special team signing. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think Nickerson kind of does as well. I think he's at least impressed throughout preseason when he gets those opportunities. So um, I guess a lot of these signings make sense. Bringing in Tyler Croft, you know, we talked about tight end, you know, on the last podcast, slim pickings there. So if you like what he does in the run game or, you know, even as a little bit of a red zone threat, whatever it might be, bringing him on isn't really the end of the world. So um, like those low-key signings, I guess, but I don't think anybody should sit here and say, you know, signing Perry Nickerson or, you know, Justin Bethel, Tyler Croft is going to be the difference between, uh, you know, a playoff winner, the Lombardi championship this season. But now that I say this, I feel like we're going to, you know, have a clip here and then it's going to say one year later and it's going to show like uh, it's good. That's a SpongeBob thing. And it's going to show uh, him having a game winning pick six or whatever in the wild card game. So are you trying to tell me, are you admitting that losing Ryan Hayes and Elijah Higgins is not the end of the world? Because if losing them isn't the end of the world, adding these guys, that, that's like a hand-in-hand thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that's the end of the world. It does kind of suck when you hear all these teams claimed Elijah Higgins, right? And, you know, they were some of the more popular guys. So, yeah, man, I, I don't, it kind of sucks you lost those guys, but they're acorns, right? And I'm sitting here talking about acorns right after hyping up Chris Brooks. So, um, I'm a hypocrite, I guess. So, the key here is the Dolphins let go of some unexperienced undrafted players and excuse me, not undrafted, late-round draft pick, sixth, seventh round. And people were up in arms because you see someone like Elijah Higgins who was claimed as a wide receiver, right? He is someone who is transitioning to be a tight end. Teams are still adding him 
as a wide receiver. That's where the interest starts. It's someone who can be that big slot, right? A lot of teams are interested in that. Something to consider when you look at the teams that signed Elijah Higgins and Ryan Hayes, the Colts and the Cardinals, where on earth are either of those teams going this year? They ain't going anywhere. So what stands out? What did the Dolphins do that is different? Why would they want players instead of their rookies? Well, how about someone who was drafted in the 2018 NFL draft? Tyler Croft is entering his ninth season and Justin Bethel is in his 12th NFL season. What you like, like we, I understand like you want to see these guys grow, but the Dolphins aren't in, let's see these guys grow mode. They are in a situation where they need guys they can trust on the football field. And you have three guys signed here that have all, well, two out of three have been in the league for nearly a decade. That is something to keep in mind as this roster construction is really underway. These are the things that you realize, oh, this is a team that's competing for the playoffs or a Super Bowl. It's not Jonas Gray and we're going to see him for two games and he's going to improve and maybe be the guy of the future they need guys they can trust and it was as simple as when mike mcdaniel was asked why they kept julian hill over elijah higgins it's very very simple mike mcdaniel and this team they can't afford to have people they can't trust they need guys they can trust they could trust julian hill these guys with experience they can trust them too when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's just a hypothesis. I think they might have been trying to, you know, kind of low-key slip them in under the radar and try to get one of those guys on the practice squad. But you're right. It says a lot about what, how they feel about Julian Hill. And um, I'd rather them, you know, cut ties with them now, right, than sit here and invest a year or two um, and lose a player like Julian Hill. If you're that confident that Julian Hill is better than Elijah Higgins enough that you can stash that draft pick. I mean, these are late-round draft picks as well, right? I mean, some of these guys might have been undrafted acorns anyway. The Dolphins just kind of – Felt like they wanted to get a ha their hands on them before another team did. So um, I'm not going to sit here and cry over spilled milk, but um, to see, again, that was Elijah Higgins. You know, I would rather not have ha found out that, you know, what, six or seven teams tried to claim him because then you kind of feel like it's like when you're doing a fantasy draft and you have two players in mind and you draft one of them and then the next round or the very next pick, they take the other guy you were thinking about and you're like, damn, did I just make a mistake? You're wondering if everybody knows something you don't. In a scenario like this, I think I'm going to pick the side, though, of the people who have spent the last two months watching these guys. And and, and I'm not saying like they, they, they might not uh, – they could still succeed. And I think the Dolphins are weirdly in a spot. Like, a lot of people spent this offseason, Josh, talking about how the Dolphins had a, a complete roster. And, and, yes, some injuries have derailed that a little bit. But I, I think that same, you know, Super Bowl aspiration is there. So I also think that people are trying to add these former Dolphins draft picks, maybe to be inspired, maybe to kind of see what the Dolphins saw and maybe see if they can keep going with it because the Dolphins aren't in a spot where they can watch Oppenheimer for three hours. They really need to be in and out of there 90 minutes. Let's watch Barbie and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you wonder how much this is just teams trying to get intel on what Mike McDaniel's doing down here, right? Um, I was going to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, but John Embry, Butch Barry, in them we trust, right? If they say that they we don't need Brian Hayes, we don't need Elijah Higgins, then so be it. So, um, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see the way it all plays out. I mean, we'll forever um, keep our eye on what Elijah Higgins does, right, and Ryan Hayes. If Ryan Hayes goes on and we see him in the Pro Bowl as an offensive lineman, I think we're all going to sit here and just, you know, then we'll start to question things.
The issue is, though, if he was on the Dolphins, he'd never be able to play in the Pro Bowl because he'd be, he'd be gearing up for the Super Bowl. Josh, we have heard the resolution to the slap around the world. The infamous Marina incident in Miami. Long story short, Tyreek Hill will not be punished for slapping him. Is this this is worth saying, worth bringing up, because there were some concerns. He might be able to miss a couple of games as a result of this, but it seems like we can finally put it to rest and hopefully just focus on football for the next four months. Yeah, I'll be the first one to admit I'm a pessimist. So I kind of sat there and was saying, you know, okay, this slap, I mean, even before we saw a video of it, I was like, okay, whatever. It's it's whatever, right? Resolve it, pay the money, uh, do whatever you got to do, and let's get him out there. But then you lingered in the back of your mind, you know, what if Roger Goodell wants to just do Roger Goodell things, right? And uh, suspend him just to make an example out of him. But um, I'm not really surprised that nothing came of it because that slap, I mean, it was so weak, dude. Like, it was, it was so we sad. And then they call then they call it assault. Like, um, I, I don't know. That's that's it, it was nothing. So I'm glad he's going to be with us for the entire year. And as we'll talk about later, I think he's going to be uh, potentially the Dolphins most impactful player. So glad it's all wrapped up. Glad Tyreek Hill can focus on football and glad we can see uh, Mike McDaniel's offense flourish in 2023. I got a little bit of hard time for bringing up this player as much as I do. But Josh, the Dolphins tipped their cap to Alec and Gold, giving them a, an extension, a three-year extension worth $12.2 million. Uh, he is now the second highest paid fullback in the league behind Kyle Juszczyk with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, good for him, man. I, I read his book, just the battle he's had to, to make it in the NFL. I mean, you saw him out there gutting it out with a club on his hand. And the thing about Alec Ingold, too, is like breaking news. He had a broken arm and it really limited him. But he isn't your traditional fullback where he has all his success as a blocker, or even as a short yardage runner. What makes him successful is his ability to catch the football as well. His ability to be a mismatch right out there, uh, maybe in the flat, something like that. So once he had the broken hand, like he could still be that blocking fullback, but that's not why he's here. He's not here just to be that guy. So I think that really limited him, but I think this year we're in for a treat when it comes to watching Alec Ingold operate in this offense as the Dolphins try to get the running backs a little more engaged. Yeah, and this comes right after Omar Kelly was talking about how, you know, important he was. What, like a top 10 or top 5 player on the roster when you're watching him out there? And um, So, again, like you mentioned, feel-good story, one of the better fullbacks in all of football, and now he's getting paid that way. I mean, it was a little bit surprising to see this news come out. I mean, I think we're all kind of still waiting for Christian Wilkins, right, that, that domino to fall. But um, maybe we're not going to see that right now, and they're going to go out there and pay some other guys that you know, are willing to take their offers. And good on Alec Ingold for doing that. I do think, you know, we talked about in the last pod with the tight end position, um, you know, is he going to get more targets now because of the room we do have there? I mean, he is an asset when he's out there. You don't know if the Dolphins are running the football, if they're going to throw the football, uh, what they're going to do. And I think he can impact that even more than what we saw last season in Miami. So good for him for getting that extension and um, ecstatic to see him in this offense because I don't think it'd be the same without him. 